It's the Owl 360 podcast, our first podcast of 2021. Thank goodness we are here to uh, get the ball rolling. And on the uh, podcast with us is our superintendent, Mr. Harp. Good morning, Mr. Harp. Hey, good morning, Troy. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, I just wanted to start off the year and uh, share some information you may have about the start of the new term. Sure. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're coming back on Monday, as you know, and we're we're coming back on the same mode of operation that we left on in December, and that is uh, that's hybrid at the secondary level, grades six through twelve, and in person or remote at the uh, elementary level, uh, pre K through five, and. Um, you know, it's not ideal. Uh, we know that. But considering the community conditions, we did uh, bounce back slightly into the orange category uh, yesterday uh, from the state. But talking to Dr. Bunce, and I believe it's in the Tribune today as well, uh, he's saying that we are going to remain on red restrictions through the month of January. You know, the conditions are still elevated quite a bit in the community, and then they're still monitoring uh, what they're calling a post-Christmas and post-New Year's uh, surge, which to my knowledge hasn't happened yet, which is a good thing, and hopefully it will not. But our goal will be, I, I hope, uh, you know, we get the, we'll talk about the vaccine in a minute, but once we get that vac vaccine starting to, to be out there, I, I hope that this semester and early in this semester, that we can get back to some normalcy at uh, at all levels in our schools. Well, I know, Mr. Harp, that you were talking earlier that uh, it seems like the Jan the whole month of January. Any idea how long we'll be on that hybrid schedule for our secondary students? Well, it's not definitive yet. I hope that we can move earlier. Uh, but with uh, the health department saying that we're going to follow the red restrictions, we will likely remain hybrid through January and then reevaluate that last week of, of January, how we're going to come back in, in February. Um, so again, that's not a, a final and, and definitive answer, but just based on what I'm getting from the health department, that would be uh, my guess at this point. Sure. And we touched on vaccinations a little bit. Uh, I know teachers and, uh, you know, caregivers are in, I think, that B group. Uh, is that correct, Mr. Harp? Well, what I'm hearing is is, uh, is no, we would be in group two. How they do it is they have uh, group one, but that is that's divvied out into one A, one B, one C, and so forth. And one A was uh, was frontline healthcare workers, which they've done a pretty good job getting the vaccine out to that group, is my understanding. And then they moved on to first responders this week. So in our schools with our employees. Uh, to my knowledge, the only ones who have had it would be the school nurses and then the SROs. They've they've been eligible outside of school uh, through those other categories. It's my understanding. I talked to uh, had some correspondence with Lynn Montgomery at the health department yesterday. Uh, it, it's my understanding that they're moving on to those one C and one D categories, which are age and health uh, related issue based. I, I believe it's going to be over the age of eighty and then over the age of 70, and they may dip down into the 60s to 65. Uh, we'll have to double check on that. But then they will move on to category two, and it's my understanding that uh, education services folks are, are in that category two. So I think it's coming. Um, also, uh, you know, from what I'm hearing, the, the problem is not a shortage of the vaccine. I, I believe they have the vaccine stockpiled out there, the problem is the logistics of, of getting it out there. I filled out, and I, I mentioned this the last podcast, but I filled out in December 
uh, a survey and some paperwork for the Department of Homeland Security um, about Seymour Schools and our ability to house it, uh, to administer it and those sort of things. And we we can do it ourselves. We are self-sustainable. As soon as they give us the vaccine, we will take care of it. Stacy Townsend, our food services director, she's going to going to make room uh, and the necessary temperature adjustments that we need to store that stuff. Uh, Sherry Reinhart, Paula Duncan, they're both trained to administer the vaccine. So we're ready and we have the facilities to do it. We just need the vaccine and we need the, the go ahead to do that. There, and speaking of the vaccine, I know a lot of you have probably read up on it, but if you haven't, there are a couple different kinds. And Pfizer makes one that is a double uh, shot. So you get one and get the shot. And then 30 days later, you get a booster. And it has some stipulations where you have to keep it at a certain uh, temperature range between 36 and 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Then there's some other companies who have come out with uh, with their vaccine, Moderna and AstraZeneca, a couple I know of, and those do not have those, those chill regulations. And I believe those are both single shot vaccines. But what we have in Indiana at this point is that Pfizer vaccine, which is very good. It's just there's, there's a few more checks that have to take place uh, through there. So we will roll out that information as soon as we get it. I, I know there's debate in the public. Some people say they're not going to get it. I personally, I am going to get it. You know, I, I look at, at the doctors uh, at the hospital who have gotten it. I trust science and uh, and I will be getting it and I will encourage all of our employees to get it as well. I certainly will. Uh, you know, this sounds awful. I mean, not awful, but I want to be able to hug my mom again. Mom's 85. You know, I think we all have that need. We want to be able to see and, 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 you know, love our family members and everything. Now, mom did get a text. Mom is 85 and she got a text saying that uh, sign up. She can start signing up, I believe, tomorrow through her health care provider. That's great. And, you know, I'm a former people probably don't know this, but I'm a former earth science, a biology teacher. So I, I really I like the science. I've read a lot about this. And and, and you've seen the uh, the pictures of what the coronavirus looks like, kind of a ball with some knobs coming off of it. The vaccine that they've developed recognizes a protein on those those knobs, and that's how it gets your body to start developing the antibodies to fight the coronavirus. And there are other strains out there, highly infectious strains, and to be classified as a strain of coronavirus, it, it looks very similar to what that picture that we've all seen. And it's my understanding that this vaccine will recognize that protein no matter what the, what strain uh, you come in contact with. So it's a little little different, um, maybe better, uh, if I could use that word, than the flu vaccine. But I, I trust it. I'm, I'm ready to get it. So stay tuned, everybody, and we'll keep you informed as soon as we hear anything. Uh, we will get the podcast up and running and also we'll, you know, all the other avenues of information we will send out. But turning to another subject, Mr. Harp, any new changes that we need to know of uh, as far as the second term, as far as logistics, you know, busing or anything like that? No, no changes uh, from December at this point. And, and again, the overall goal is is we're going to get back to normal this school year, we're going to do everything we can to do it. And I hope again, early in, in this semester, our kids need it. Our staff definitely needs it. They, they need that normalcy. And it's just from an administrative standpoint, it, it's been one of those deals where information changes weekly and sometimes daily. And it's, and it's frustrating uh, to make plans and have to change them all the time, but that's the way that it is. So, you know, one yeah. other thing I'd like to bring up Troy is uh, this is, with all the unrest in the nation, you know, it was just yesterday 
I don't know when people are listening to the podcast, but just yesterday we had the issues uh, with Congress and there's been protests over the summer and, and, and so forth. And no matter where you stand on any of those those issues, this has been a year where we haven't we haven't dealt with a lot of uh, school violence because it hasn't been normal. We've had a lot of people out of school and those sort of things. But as we start to transition back, as the calendar turns to 2021, we can't let our guard down on other aspects of school safety. You know, the, we don't know the mental health cost that this right. last year has had on society. So it's important that we all remain uh, remain vigilant uh, in all of our other safety duties. And I'm not aware of uh, any threats. I'm, I'm, I'm not aware of, of any reason, you know, to talk about this other than I just want our staff to, uh, they've always done a great job with school safety. When we had our school safety audit a couple years ago, we were the first school in our district to turn it in. We got a perfect score on it. We take safety seriously here. And, uh, and, I, and I want us to, uh, to continue to do, to do that. I have no reason to believe we haven't been, but it's time to turn our vision back to some of those other safety issues, if that makes sense. Well, I think you hit upon a really important topic, and that is the mental health. I can speak personally. My own, you know, my daughter was doing virtual and uh, she was having difficulty. I mean, she was home a lot and it's, it's just a, it's hard to do. We, I guess what I want to say is we just need to understand each other. Uh, we may find ourselves cross because when we don't understand things or we feel upset, we can come across differently. And I just think we all need to go, okay. Let's 2020 yep, and you and your colleagues in, in uh, school counseling have always been a very important part of what we do, which are going to be more important than ever, I think, as we move forward here. So thank you for what you do. Well, thank you. And I, I my raise will be coming, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Harp, I won't keep you. I know you're very busy. I just wanted to uh, thank you for being on here and your leadership through this. And anything final you'd like to add? You know, uh, our mode of operation, we're following the guidance that we're getting from the health department. We're doing our internal checks on a daily basis. I, I feel like we're doing the same or similar things to all of our neighboring schools. I, I just ask our people, I understand it's tough. Hang in there. We're about to pull through this thing. And I thank you for everything that you've, you've done so far. That's it. You've been listening to the Owl 360 podcast. See you next time.